Good morning. Today is Wednesday, April 27, 2022. I want to start by sharing with you a remarkable article written by Eric Budman, who writes about medical subjects. And I read this on a website that I follow called STAT, which is an excellent source of very, very good, credible medical information and news. This article is so well written. It's about COVID. But on the eve of Yom HaShoah, which begins this evening, it resonates in a very powerful way. And I hope to share that with you in the form of a story that I want to tell you in just a few minutes. So, Budman writes, we're now approaching a million officially counted COVID deaths in the U.S. alone. The journalistic response I was taught is to do a kind of imaginative arithmetic. Picture some 5,500 commercial airplanes crashing in a little more than two years. He continues, that doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't compute. Instead, faced with that vast statistic, my mind conjures up people. People I can't imagine having to live without. Only through this library of voices do the lists of the dead begin to seem even remotely comprehensible. There are limits, though. Every sentence is an attempt, an act of striving, but every one of them is ultimately unknowable in more ways than one, surpassing our understanding in every person left bereaved. Things that remain private, wordless, untranslatable. So let me tell you another story. Yesterday, in passing, I mentioned the connection between Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Memorial Day, this, tonight, and tomorrow, and next week, one week later, Yom HaAtzma'ut, Israel's Independence Day. The connection, the complexity of the connection of the Holocaust and Israel. 
So here is just one layer of that discussion. And there are two parts to this story. Today, I plan to share with you the first part, and I hope to share the second part of this with you next week. I heard this story from Rabbi Ari Khan, who lives in Israel, and it's about a rabbi who may have been one of the greatest scholars and teachers of the 20th century that you probably have never heard of, Rabbi Zev Gustman. He is a person who fastidiously avoided the limelight or any kind of publicity. But those people who are very involved and invested in Talmudic study, certainly going back 20, 30, 40 years ago, know his name very, very well. Originally from Europe, he was a Dayan, a Jewish judge in the rabbinical court in Vilna before the war at the age of 20. Now, that statement is unbelievable. It would be completely analogous in secular terms to say that a 20-year-old person had become a Supreme Court justice. It's, it, 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 it's a legend, but, but it's true. So great was his knowledge and his judgment at the age of 20 to be part of what was perhaps the most prestigious rabbinical court in the world at that time. Just incredible. And it would have appeared that he would be looking forward to an illustrious, productive career as a rabbi and teacher in Vilna. Until, of course, World War II. Rav Guzman escaped, but not unscathed. He hid amidst corpses. He hid in caves. He hid in a pig pen. And somehow, he survived, and ultimately he moved to Israel. For many, Rav Gustman was a living link to the Jewish world that had flourished before the Nazis.
and he was the head of a very small yeshiva in Jerusalem, in Rechavia. A yeshiva that most people have not heard of. But for those who do know it, it was one of the most select highly refined places of higher Jewish learning in the world. And he taught a very small, select group of students over the years, except on Thursdays. On Thursdays at noon, he would deliver a lecture that was open to the public. And the study hall would be full, not with just his small group of students, but with a modest size, but for that crowd, a much larger audience that was comprised of an incredible array of individuals. There were rabbis, there were rabbinic judges, there were teachers, there were university professors, there, were, there was at least one Supreme Court justice who attended on a regular basis, and various others who would come and join this high-level Talmud lecture that offered a taste of what had nearly been destroyed in the Holocaust, the vibrancy of advanced Talmudic study. Now, one of the regular participants in this Thursday lecture was a professor at Hebrew University, Professor Robert Ullman. Yisrael Omen. In 2005, you may recognize the name. In 2005, Professor Omen was awarded the Nobel Prize in economics. But the story that I want to share with you happened in 1982. In 1982, Israel was once again at war and soldiers were mobilized, reserves were called up, including Shlomo Omen, who at that time was a high school teacher, Professor Yisrael Omen's son. And in 1982, on the 19th day of Sivan, Shlomo Omen fell in battle. He was killed. Rav Gustman gathered his yeshiva, all of his students, the select group, and they all joined in the mitzvah 
of attending the funeral of this young man, the son of his weekly student. After the funeral, on the way home from the cemetery, Rav Gusman turned to his driver and he said, please take me to Professor Oman's home. The family had just returned from the cemetery themselves and they were just beginning sitting Shiva. Rav Gusman came into the home. He asked to sit down next to his student, Professor Oman. And Professor Oman said to him, Rabbi, I so much appreciate you coming to the cemetery for the funeral. I so much appreciate you coming to visit. But perhaps now it's time for you to return to your yeshiva, to resume your studies, your teaching. I don't want to infringe on your time. I know how busy you are. I know how much you value every moment. Thank you for coming. But perhaps you should go back to your yeshiva now. And this is the answer that Rav Gustman gave him. <clears throat> he said to Professor Oman and to the family members who were there, He said, I'm sure you do not know this, but I had a son named Mayer. He was a beautiful child. He was taken from my arms and executed. I escaped. I later bartered my child's shoes so that we would have food. But I was never able to eat that food. I gave it away to others. My mayor is a kadosh. He is holy. He and all the six million who perished are holy. Now, please listen carefully to Rav Gusman's next words. He said, I will tell you what is now transpiring in the world of truth, in the Garden of Eden, in heaven. My mayor is welcoming your Shlomo into the minion in heaven. And my mayor is saying to your Shlomo, I died because I am a Jew, but I wasn't able to save 
anyone else. But you, Shlomo, you died defending the Jewish people and the land of Israel. My mayor is a kadosh. He is holy. But your Shlomo is the Shliach Tzibur. He is the leader of that heavenly minion. And Rav Gusman said, I never had the opportunity to sit Shiva for my mayor. Please let me sit here with you just a little longer. To which Professor Oman replied, I thought I could never be comforted. But Rebbe, you have comforted me. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.